Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Abibitor State of the Union podcast. Uh, we have completed the third quarter of the season. Uh, we'll take a look at where everybody's at, uh, see what their playoff chances are, uh, see if there's any significant injuries, um, and then I may pose a question to the uh, podcast just to see if I get any, see what other people's thoughts might be on it. Um, so, starting off with the Cleveland Browns. In the third quarter of the season, the Browns went undefeated. Um, in week nine, they picked up a home win over the Eagles. Uh, in week ten, they went to Baltimore and defeated their division rivals, the Ravens. Uh, in week 11, they went to Brooklyn and defeated the Bulls. Um, the Ravens and Bulls were both user games. Um, so that means Browns have two user games left to use up. Um, in week 12, they went to Dallas and beat the Cowboys. And then in week 13, they went to Tennessee and beat the Titans. Um, so very good stretch there for the Browns. Um, I'm pretty sure, I think last time they may have been only one or two games up in their division. I'm pretty sure at this point they're probably in complete control of that division. Uh, coming up in the third or in the fourth quarter of the season, they will play the Texans at home, travel to New York to play the Giants, go to Cincinnati to play their division rival Bengals. And then... Uh, one of their two user games will be used in Week 17 as they have a road match up in New England with the Patriots. Um, that game definitely will probably have some playoff implications and adjust some seating. Um, and we'll kind of get into that more here in a little bit. Uh, moving on to the Chiefs. In the third quarter of the season, the Chiefs went 1-3. Um, definitely not how you want to be, definitely not the, um, type of quarter you want to have to the season. Uh, week nine, they had their bye week, uh, coming out of that bye week, they had a match up with the Panthers. Um, unfortunately the Chiefs were hindered by the fact that their starting quarterback was out and they were playing with their backup quarterback. Um who was definitely not on the same level or as experienced as Kansas City starter. Um, so that was a little bit of a hindrance. Um, if you really kind of break down the game, if you take away two, at least two of the four big plays um, that the Panthers got, this was a different game. Um, the two long runs... That was just good blocking. I mean, the off, the Panthers have a good offensive line and a good offense, and it was they just blocked up a couple of sweeps real well that sprung their running back. Um, the two pass plays that they got for big plays, however, uh, were both. I mean, nothing that I could do anything about as a user. Um, it was, you know, kind of one of those things that you, you know, it was it was mostly, you know computer play that kind of did it uh, on one of the plays um, sometimes I kind of wish you, you could save 
go back I go back and save these plays just to maybe put them in a reel and kind of make it like America's Funniest Home Videos or something. Uh, because on one of the past plays, um, you you see the Panthers throw it to their outside receiver, and you see the corner make a break. And if he'd you know been a couple you know couple of steps closer to the receiver, it probably would have made a break right to the ball for the interception. As it was, I mean, he made the break for the interception, but was two yards inside of the you know receiver. So you know. Um, and of course, you know that <laughs> screws everything up from there. Um, the other one was kind of the same thing. You, you know, you call. It was against a cover three where you know there should be a safety in the middle of the field, and you watch them throw a pass to a receiver in the middle of the field, and no safety in sight. Um, as as a cornerback in college and you know, high school. You, you know that in a cover three there's supposed to be somebody in the middle of the field and that they shouldn't you know cheat to either side unless they you know have a based on scouting if they have a really good idea what's coming but most of the time you you know most coaches don't want your players to do that because that usually comes back to burn you at some point and there was really i don't think anything to cause this um the safety that was supposed to be in the middle field to cheat to either side. I don't know what what you know what the computer was doing with him there, um, but it, it's just pretty hilarious to know what you called and then you know know that somebody's supposed to be in that you know area or spot and then have nobody be there except for the opposing team's player. Um, so you know, like I said, not a bad game, especially considering you know the Chiefs were hindered by the fact that they had their backup plan. Um, in week 11, the Chiefs picked up a victory over their division rival Raiders at home. Um, and then in weeks 12 and thir- 12, they went to New Orleans, played the Saints, and lost to the Saints. In week 13, they came home, played the Falcons, lost to the Falcons. Um, we'll see see where that puts the Chiefs. That could in it was already kind of a rough spot to be in for the Chiefs to make the playoffs, and that those two losses definitely did not help. Uh, when we get to the standings, we'll kind of see see what possibilities there are there. Um, looking at the fourth quarter of the season for the Chiefs, they will have a home game against the Colts in Week 14, home game against the division rival Chargers in Week 15, Week 16, they'll travel to Denver to play the Broncos, and then in Week 17, they'll be on the road again to play the Blues. Uh, the Chiefs still having two user games, more than likely regardless of what happens against the Colts, which I'm hoping is a simulated win. I will definitely be probably playing the Chargers and Broncos because I will probably have to do that to even maybe you know, stay in contention for even maybe a wild card spot um beating the chargers would be a split they won the first game in la uh i beat the broncos earlier at home so beating them would give me a tiebreaker over them in the event that you know we'd end up with the same record um in week for that for the falcons game the chiefs did get their starting quarterback back so you would have hoped for a win there, but considering the guy's been off for four weeks, you know, it's not unheard of to give him, you know, to, it looks like we didn't play too poorly with him. Um, but interesting, interesting quarter, third, fourth quarter of the season for the Chiefs. 
once again going to be fighting for a playoff spot. Uh, hopefully, uh, with those two division games, they can get themselves into a spot. And hopefully, maybe, you know, here in the last stretch of the season, the Chargers and Broncos have a tougher schedule and get beat by some people. And, you know, that might help the Chiefs out. Uh, moving on to the Patriots. In the fourth quarter of the season, the Patriots went 1-3, and three, much like the Chiefs. Uh, in Week 9, they lost to the Cardinals at home, had their bye week in Week 10. I believe they were the last user team to have a bye week. Uh, week 11, they used a user game to defeat the 49ers on the road. Week 12, they lost at home to the Rams. And week 13, they lost at home to the rival Jets. Um, the Patriots have used three of their user games. Um, coming up in the fourth quarter of the season, they will play division rival Dolphins in week 14, division rival Bills in week 15, division rival Jets at home in week 16. Uh, the Dolphins and Bills games are both on the road. Uh, and then, of course, that week 17 matchup at home against the Browns. Um, that will be the Patriots last user game. Um, we'll, when we get to the standings, we'll kind of see a little bit better what's happening. Um, but kind of a tough stretch here for the Patriots coming down the stretch, having three division games in a row, two of those being on the road. Um, I think maybe the last time the Jets were leading that division, um, so the Patriots, like the Chiefs, may be kind of on the bubble, so to speak, at the moment in regards to the playoffs. Um, moving over to look at the standings. Uh, for the AFC North, the Browns are in complete control of that division now. Uh, at 10-2, and two, they have a four-game lead on the second-place Steelers, who are 6-6. Six and six. Uh, the Ravens are in third at four and eight, and the Bengals are last at four and eight. Um, so I would imagine at ten and two, the Browns have probably moved into the number one seed. I think last time they might have been the second or third, but I'm pretty sure probably they've moved into the number one. Uh, moving to the AFC East, the Dolphins lead that division at seven, four, and one. Uh, Patriots are in second at six and six, followed by the Bills at six and six. And the Jets at five and seven in last place, so definitely a very important fourth quarter of the season for the Dolphin or for the Patriots. Um, we'll have to we'll have to see what the uh, overall standings look like to see what they may need to do to at least get into the wild card spots. Um, moving on to the AFC West, the Chargers lead the AFC West at six and six followed by the Broncos at 6-6 six and six and the Chiefs at 5-6. and six. Um, So Chiefs are definitely within um, reach of at least the division. Um, so as I said earlier with the two user games, that will probably be what the Chiefs use their two user games on is those two division games. Because um, that could... Uh, worst case scenario is Chiefs lose in week 14 and um, both of those teams would win. Um, 
And actually, I believe in week 14, the Chargers and Broncos are playing each other. I'll have to maybe go back into the schedule real quick and check in on that. Um, so that could have an, an effect to help out the Chiefs. Um, but definitely, Chiefs are within within reach of getting into the playoffs, um, or at least winning their division to get in. Um, so not as as bleak a picture for the Chiefs as it could have been. Um, so going to the overall AFC standings, the Browns are the f- number one team at ten and two. Uh, the Dolphins are the second seed at seven and four. Uh, the Brooklyn Bulls are the third team at seven and five. Um, right now, that makes the Chargers the fourth team at six and six. Uh, the Patriots would then have the first wild card spot at six and six, followed by the Texans with the second wild card spot. Um, but definitely, some there will be some shifting going on in the playoff picture down the stretch. Uh, you've got one, two, three, four, five, six. That's seven teams at six and six. And then the Chiefs at five and six. Um, I'm sure mathematically the Titans and Jets at five and seven possibly still have shots to get in. But um, considering the Jets are in the AFC East and the last place team and the Titans are in the, I'm not sure what, they are in the AFC South, but probably somewhere around third or fourth in that division. Um, probably really outside chances for them to overtake any of the teams ahead of them to get into the wild card spot. Um, so um, definitely going to be a big game or a big stretch for the Patriots with all those division games and then the Week 17 game against the Browns. Um and then, you know, with the Chiefs, depending on what happens in Week 14, definitely the Broncos and Chargers will be huge games and kind of help determine where they might end up as a wild card or even as a division winner. Um, going to the NFC to take a look at the Packers and Panthers. Actually, I guess before I do that, I will look in on the Broncos-Chargers potential matchup here. Um Let's see. Oh, they played in week 13 and the Chargers won. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but the Chargers do have to play the Saints in week 14. Um, and then the... Let's see. Yeah, tough games left for the Broncos and Chargers, so hopefully that'll help the Chiefs, um, you know get into the playoffs anyway moving on to the nfc uh with the packers in the third quarter of the season the packers went um four and one uh they picked up victory in week nine in indianapolis and a user game in a second user game they picked up a victory in houston uh, week 11, they went to Chicago and lost to the Bears. Week 12, they went to Chicago and lost to the or beat the Blues. And then in week 13, they returned to Lambeau and beat the Lions. Um, so good stretch for the Packers. Um, looking at the fourth quarter of the season for them, they will travel to Minnesota to play the Vikings in week 14 uh, and then have three straight home games to finish out the season against the Falcons, Division Rival Bears, and the Brooklyn Bulls. Um, 
we'll see where see where this they are in the standings and see if maybe those Vikings Bears games will have any um, impact on on things. Um, I would guess the Packers are probably in first place in their division. Um, I think the Vikings at one time were leading that division, but I'm fairly certain probably with that third quarter that the um, Packers have regained the lead. Uh, moving to the Panthers in the third quarter of the season, the Panthers went four and one as well. Or I'm sorry, they went three and one. Um, had their bye week in week nine, just like the Chiefs. Um, one in Kansas City in week 10. Went to LA and beat the Rams in week 11. Uh, lost to the Bears at home in week 12. And then beat the Saints at home in week 13 in a division game. Um, I'll go back to the Packers here in a second to look at um, user games. Uh, the Panthers at this point have used two user games uh, with two to go in the fourth quarter of the season. They have a matchup in week 14 in Atlanta with the division rival Falcons, and then we'll have three straight home games um, against the Washington football team, the Raiders, and the Falcons again. Um, so we'll go look at the standings after we go back and look. Um, to this point, the Packers have used three user games, so they have one user game left to use in the fourth quarter of the season. Um, we'll see if they use it because they have a development game or just to, you know, for playoff positioning if they're not in the lead or, you know, they could just use just pick a game to use it in. Um, moving over to the standings. For the NFC North, the Bears are in the lead at nine and three. Uh, Packers are in second at seven and five. Um, so I would guess probably the Bears game will be the one the Packers use their last um, user game on. Um, that's not necessarily a set in stone thing. I would just you know guess to give them the best shot since they're two games out. They would need that to pick up at least a game and then hope through simulation they get the other game picked up and get in or at least you know get the division lead um the lions are in fourth or third at six and five and then the vikings are in last at four and eight um so usually we see the you know packers in first in this division i think the bears got some uh, former user players, which is probably what's helping them out. Um, but, you know, four games to go. Packers are definitely not out of it. Uh, and if for the NFC South, the Falcons are in first at 8-5. and five. Um, The Panthers are in second at 8-4. and four. Um, So that Week 14 matchup and then that, I think it was Week 17 matchup against the Falcons is pretty big for the Panthers um or I guess that would make the Falcons eight and eight and four so they're tied so definitely the week 14 matchup would be important and then that last one um and then following the Panthers in third place is the Saints at five and six and then the Blues rounding out last place at four and eight um going to the overall standings 
for the NFC. The Bears currently hold the number one seed at nine and three. Uh, the Cowboys are second at eight and four. The Rams are third at eight and four. Uh, then it would be the F- Falcons at eight and f- at eight and four, who are presently tied with the Panthers. Uh, so the first wild card spot at this point would go to the Cardinals out of the West, and then the second would go to the Panthers. Um, right now at seven and five, the Packers are on the on the bubble, looking looking in. Um, they are tied with the Washington football team at seven and five. Um, and then you've got the Lions at six and five, the Eagles at six and six. The I think at five and six, the Saints are probably out of it. Maybe not mathematically, but more than likely, they're even if they go undefeated the rest of the way. I don't think they'll catch up to catch up enough to get into the wild card. Um, so Packers definitely have some work to do to get into the you know wild card, or even I mean it would best case scenarios they win their division um panthers those two games against the falcons coming up in the fourth quarter will probably decide what happens there and i'm sure probably the panthers will end up winning that division um i would feel safe to say the packers will get in whether it's as the wild card or their or their um, division champ i'm not sure at this point but i fairly certain they'll they'll get in um kind of interesting to see um usually we have maybe one team that's kind of on the outside looking in for part of the season um kind of interesting to see that this year there may only be or at least right now there would there may only be two teams that get into the playoffs or i guess there would only be three that get in um usually we get four if not all five um, very rarely have we had more than one team not make the playoffs. Um, but lots of football to go. Uh, a couple of the teams that do need a little bit of help do have user games to go to use up to help out in that endeavor. Um, so going to be interesting football going down the stretch. Um, let's go see if anybody's got any significant injuries at this point. Um, starting off with the Browns, Browns have no one injured, um, the Chiefs have no one injured, the Packers have, ooh, that's a, that's a list, and might be part of the reason they're struggling a little bit this year, uh, right end Stephen Browning of the Packers is out for four weeks with a broken collarbone, so, and at 97 overall, he's definitely a big part of their defense, um, so he will miss the rest of the regular season, uh, Dave Barnhart, a right guard, is out for five weeks with a partial PCL tear, um, not real sure. I would almost guess that I would assume at 75 overall and at 8 at 23 he might be one of his starters on the line um, so that might hurt um, left tackle Timmy Lambert who is a 22 is age 22 80 overall left tackle uh, 22 he's either at 80 overall, I'd guess in his second year, he could be a rookie. 
Um, either way, he's out eight weeks with a foot fracture. I would definitely say he's a starter, so that probably hurts a little bit. Um, and then tight end Dallas Parson, um, he's out seven weeks with a partial PCL tear. Um, so definitely some pieces that are missing there for the uh, Packers coming down the stretch that might might impact things a little bit um, without going to the you know Packers roster and looking what they got it um, looking at their depth chart to see what they've got or what they've got for backups at some of these positions I, I don't really know but you know definitely missing a 97 overall player on your defense and an 80 overall lineman on your offensive line those probably are hurting a little bit um, from speaking from personal experience um, a few years ago the Chiefs lost a really one of their really good players on defense and one really good lineman on offense and it just derailed their season horribly um, unfortunately for the Chiefs it ended up in a year where they had to play three user games I believe and only had one one left. I think that year they narrowly missed the playoffs, but you know, if they hadn't had to play if they'd had, you know, another user game to go, they might have been able to pull off the you know, come back to get into the playoffs. Um but like I said, Packers are definitely not out. Um they're still within striking distance of their division and um a spot in the playoffs. Um so for most of these players the regular well for all these players the regular season's over. Um the only one that would be back for the wild card uh, would be Browning the right end. Um, if you know, just if the Packers make the playoffs, they would get him back for the wild card. If they won the wild card, which I'm sure they would, um, then they would get their right guard back in the divisional round. Um, and then it's probably a stretch for them to get the left tackle or tight end back before the Super Bowl um, let's see if five weeks is the divisional round six would be the championship and then they might have um, Dallas Parson the tight end back for the Super Bowl if they get that far um, but Lambert's season uh, the left tackle is definitely over uh, moving on to the Panthers um, their 75 overall left end, Jamison Edwards, is out for four weeks with a broken collarbone, so his regular season is over. Uh, and then they have a wide receiver, Jay Stevens, uh, with a knee cartilage tear. He's out for five weeks, um, so he would not be back until the divisional round of the playoffs. Um... So he would, I, he would miss the wild card game, and then Edwards would be back for that. Um, so, you know, good news for those players because the I'm sure the Panthers will, um, you know, make make the wild card for sure. Um, they might even climb into the one or two seed. I'm not sure. It just kind of depends on how the four weeks go. Um, but they'll get some more experience for those two players in the playoffs, I'm sure. Um, so that concludes our usual portion of the um, podcast. Um, I'm going to uh, now pose a question to 
you know the the listeners and just kind of see if anybody wants to chime in with their thoughts on it um so it's it's common practice in the nfl that for teams that make the playoffs especially you know we're going to use the chiefs as the example in this so you know week 17 they have the number one seed there's no way they lose it by losing the game they rest starters um now if you listen to some of the national you know media and people that you know cover a lot of football and have um shows on fs1 and espn and stuff some of them would have said the chiefs would be stupid to play patrick mahomes and some of their other starters in week 17 um when you have the only bye week now that you can get for the playoffs um due to the change in format for this year um so you know chiefs get that doesn't matter whether they beat the chargers in week 17 or not they're still going to be the one seed still have that bye week um so you know for a lot of people common sense says you take your starters like your important ones like mahomes and you know hill and some of those guys and you rest them and give them two weeks off so that they have you know if they have any nagging injuries and stuff they've got an extra week to kind of get over them and get them you know worked out before you play in the divisional round um i found it kind of interesting to see after the week 17 game where um they lost to the lost to the chargers um anybody that you know watched the first game between the chiefs and chargers um herbert came out and you know he he came to play in the first game and they almost beat kansas city um it took a late mahomes a drive to get the game winning score to get the chiefs the win so that being said and kind of following how the chargers had done all year you get to week 17 and you know the chiefs have already said you know henny was going to be the starter at quarterback so mahomes is out a bunch of other starters are out on both offense and defense um because you don't want to risk getting these guys hurt not having them for that divisional round game um chargers are coming in trying to save their head coach's job so they've of course you know they're not sitting anybody it's their starters playing um chargers win and interestingly to me anyway some national media come out and say oh well the chiefs made a mistake by sitting mahomes and not playing him in week 17 uh the reason i find that interesting is you know after winning the super bowl last year you know the chiefs signed patrick mahomes to that 500 million dollar deal for the next 10 years or whatever it is um and you know obviously he's kind of the engine that makes that offense run and and you say okay i don't want to risk our shot at a second straight super bowl by playing him in week 17 and having him get hurt which is where it becomes interesting to me that all of a sudden the media is all going, oh, well, they made a mistake by not playing him in week 17. Because if, you know, something had happened and he had gotten hurt in that game, they would have jumped all over Andy Reid and the Chiefs saying, what the hell were you doing by playing him in that game? You know, you've just thrown your playoff chances out the window because you won't have your quarterback. And, and what, what, you know, what were you thinking? So it's kind of funny to me that they kind of had a similar reaction to him not playing. I I mean, I understand over the last 
seven games of the season the Chiefs hadn't won by more than six points in any game and that you know the offense didn't you know completely look good um part of it I think is you know last year the Chiefs got the you know I think latest bye week they could get plus with Mahomes coming off his injury last year it kind of you know gave him a week of rest and kind of set him up for the run to the Super Bowl last year whereas this year they had you know a bye week a little bit earlier in the year so I think part of it you know was probably a little bit of fatigue and nagging injuries um part of it I know is you know as the defending champs they're getting everybody's best shot um even teams that you would you know say in any other year if teams weren't looking at the Chiefs going, oh, well, you know, if we can knock off the Super Bowl champs, if it was just, well, it's just the Chiefs this year. And, you know, yeah, Mahomes is playing well, but they haven't, you know, last year they didn't, you know, do much. Then people may not be playing them as hard as they have this season. Um, so that, to me, is also a factor. Uh, but it was really just kind of, you know, interesting to me to see, you know, leading up to the game, week 17, everybody going, oh, they're, they're stupid if they play Mahomes. And then afterwards, they're going, why they should have played him. And so, really, I'm just kind of curious to see, you know, how, what anybody else kind of thinks about, you know, that kind of dynamic and, you know, where kind of how you feel about, you know, resting starters. And because, I mean, essentially, the game against the Chargers was a meaningless game. It, it, was, it was a preseason game. It gave the Chiefs a chance to evaluate some younger talent who unfortunately a couple of them suffered some injuries, which you don't want to see. Um, but it gave, you know, Kansas City a chance in a game, in a you know, live-action game since we didn't have a preseason this year to, you know, kind of look at these players and say, you know, are these guys that we can do something with or, or not? Um, and, you know, just kind of to see the reaction of the media going, oh, well, you should have played Mahomes because you lost. It's like, well, yeah, but the game doesn't matter. Um, so um, I'm going to try to stop rambling here. So just kind of curious if anybody else has any, you know, kind of thoughts on the whole resting, you know, should he have, should he have played or, you know, kind of that dynamic. Um, that'll wrap it up for today's podcast, and we will talk to you when we get to the playoffs.